0: Welcome to Roots and Graffiti Season 2, a short chat diving into the happenings of Jasper County, Indiana. Episode topics range from project announcements to conversations about rule issues. Hosted by the Jasper Newton Foundation and the Jasper County Economic Development Organization, together we explore and break down what's happening here in Jasper County. Well, we're just going to jump right into this. Hey everyone. Steven with the Economic Development Office. I'm sitting here with Bree from the foundation. Yep. Today, today's a little bit different. We don't have a friend with us not because we don't have friends, but just <laughs> because we don't have one sitting across the table today. Bree and I thought it would be a really good opportunity for all of all of you listening to learn more about the Newton Foundation.
1: Perfect timing. It's yep. our 30th birthday this year.
0: I would sing now but that would be bad Please we would don't. lose our one
1: listener <laughs> okay
0: so no singing but happy birthday
1: having a community foundation around for 30 years means a really amazing group of people in 1991 thought this was a good idea and had zero money and got together and started a community foundation first and foremost, to save the Carnegie building we operate out of, yeah. and then to support a couple of programs that are very Rensselaer-centric at the time. Of course, it's morphed now into a $24 million organization from literally zero, actually negative probably in the first couple of years. There's some great stories about some of the first board members being asked to contribute $300 a piece so they could keep the lights on uh-huh. and keep their director paid. Some of those those gentlemen people would recognize their names, um, Jack Nesbitt, Wally Laird. Dr. John Egan, Edson Murray, Robert Lewis. Abby Parmalee was part of the group on the front end as well. And um, there are several other women. I'm forgetting, forgetting their names now, which is terrible. But um, there's some blogs on our website that talk about our history, too. So we don't let, we didn't leave anybody out. But to have that kind of longevity is the point of a foundation, to live forever and yeah. spend earnings um, from the stock market and, and spend those back in the community. But community foundations are relatively new. hmm the way they operate now, there's a few really old community foundations that were started you know by the Rockefellers and other large groups out on the East Coast, but community foundations in smaller communities kind of the early late late 80s, early 90s yeah it's it's an accomplishment for sure. But
0: what in the world is a community foundation?
1: <laughs> what, Which... That's a great question <laughs> That's a great question. So it is a a public charity. Um, We have to pass a public support test every year, which means we can't have one large donor. So much like a family foundation or a private corporate foundation where that entity is giving all of its funds, they don't have a lot of donors. We are required by the IRS to have a, a diverse group of individuals support what we do. So basically our donors want to give back to the community and we try to match those donor dollars up with community needs. It's a really great idea. Uh, We're a secular organization. Um, We don't fund religious organizations for the sake of their religion, and we don't don't play in the political sphere as well. So we kind of stay away from all of those things and and try best to listen to what our donors want to give to. So Indiana is the envy of all 50 states. Every single one of our 92 counties is represented by a community foundation, whether that's a conglomeration, like our organization represents two counties, Mm -hmm. or there's often um, an individual community foundation in a county, sometimes two.
0: So has your organization always represented two counties? Um, How did that happen? That's a
1: great question. So um, Jasper Foundation, incorporated as it was originally um, named in 1991, just represented Jasper County. Mm And um, mostly the Rensselaer area. They really spent a lot of time trying to grow and represent Remington and DeMont and Wheatfield as well and I feel like we've worked really really hard over the last five years since I took the director role to make sure we're getting into all of our communities yeah. because that's where all of our donors are from. Um, in 1995 um, a couple of Other uh, famous individuals, Ron Humphreys and Russ Collins from the Kentland area, um, approached the Jasper Foundation about um, adding Newton County to the fold and adding the Newton County Community Foundation to our, our portfolio. And that that brought on several millions of dollars as well. And w- you know, one office, sharing back office, sharing one director, sharing one audit, was a really smart move. Yeah. Um, so our operational expenses are half of what they would be if they were two separate yeah. entities. So that happened in 1995, if I didn't say that already. So um, we've been together since then, yeah. and grown from, I would say, We've grown from about $5 million that year um, to our 24 million plus we are right now.
0: And what does that mean? So when you say $5 million to $24 million, you guys aren't just like giving out $24 million every year.
1: We have a lot of funds that are called endowment funds, Mm -hmm. which means the corpus of that fund is invested and we only spend an approved amount of the earnings for Mm -hmm. the year. We also have some pass-through funds, which I would say the Batten Park Project, Parks for People, those are pass-through fund projects where we collect all the donations because um, we have the expertise to do that. And mm-hmm. then we spend those dollars right back out in the next couple of years. So what that means is that we've grown our corpus of funds over $20 million yeah. since we brought on Newton County. But we've also, in the 30 years you've existed, we've invested $15 million back in the community. That's awesome. So we've we have invested millions back into the yeah, community yeah. and grown our assets as well. So, um, I would say we were pretty lucky for a small community foundation and by lucky, I mean there's some really smart people who really cared about okay. their community and we're steering this ship in the right direction as far as investment and, and managing funds was mm-hmm. concerned. So, if,
0: so you, you talked a little bit about like the, the pass through donations and stuff. What other type of projects, like what, what do you guys do with the funds that aren't passed through that, with the income from the, the endowment funds? Yeah.
1: yeah, so every fund is accounted for separately. Mm-hmm. We have over 170 funds we keep track of. Yeah. So that's in our in our world. There's two file cabinets full of fund folders, and we consider them people. Yeah. So you know, those are families. Those are individual donors. Those are, are groups that um, have come in with a purpose and mm-hmm. want funds to be set aside for that purpose. So, on a monthly basis, all those funds get their earnings from get distributed in our really archaic and dinosaur-like software program we yeah. operate and those funds usually about between four and five percent the board approves to spend every year so in the last couple of years we've kind of moved to a rolling average of returns so we can make sure that if one year we have a really great stock market year and the next year it tanks we could still have those earnings from the previous year we just want to make sure our donors are spending every year so we have designated funds designated for specific organizations one example would be the ralph and lillian fendig endowment that was established for the fendig summer theater program Mm -hmm. the amount that's approved to spend every year is written in a check directly to fendig and they use those funds to operate Um, and then we have other funds field of interest funds which means like um, our newton county early childhood education fund is a field of interest fund so anything dealing with education of young children in newton county they can apply for funds from that fund of the word fund here um and it's all fun <laughs> it's it is all fun um and those funds get distributed um based on the advisory committee that reviews those applications so um, anything from the Roselawn preschool to the goodland child care center can receive funds we have agency funds where like community services has deposited some funds with us in an endowment and every year they automatically get a check for the the spend there the idea was that you're creating some funds to help your operating deficits every year in yeah. the Community Foundation because I also our office exists because of the 1% fee we take mm-hmm. every annually which helps to fund our budget hopefully we bring expertise to the table and really smart fund management management so like parks for people for example not sure there was an entity capable of taking in and keeping track of one and a half million dollars in donations for parks for people um, but we were able to do that with the help of the parks for people campaign and their steering committee and uh, that's been a great a great partnership
0: let's talk more about the 30th birthday What's the celebration where's the party
1: oh yeah where's the party because i'm all about the party so this year um thank you covid we've kind of not gotten back to open yeah. back to gathering we have planned our annual fundraising gala for november 13th mm-hmm. and um, we're just hoping that we'll be able to be at capacity for that and that will be held at the the farmhouse restaurant in the ballroom i um, hoping to celebrate our you know Yeah, 30 years of being amazing, 30 years of investing in this Jasper-Newton County communities. It also means that I've been handing out keychains and other swag in your office today. I put a magnet on your refrigerator, by the way. Oh, nice. I definitely noticed that. Okay, (laughs) Just trying to get the word out about what we do and that donors can give now, Mm -hmm. little bits now as you can give. Um, You don't have to be a $10,000 check writer to participate. Mm -hmm. You can give a little bit every month. You can give a little bit once a year. Um, But we also want people to think about um, leaving a legacy. So a lot of our gifts come through estate gifts when, when someone passes away. And we set up a fund with their wishes, whatever was in those final life documents of, I want to start a scholarship fund for nurses or um, I want to make sure that my money helps support whatever food pantry exists in my community, whether it's the one that's currently there, the one that the next iteration of yeah. that, just just anything from I want to support the FFA group at, at my school, anything, I would yeah. love to talk with anyone about that. So, you know, giving now and giving later, I would say, why, why wait, yeah. <laughs> why wait, why, like give now and see the benefit of what you're doing, yeah. you know, watch something grow because you wanted to invest in it. Yeah, it means we're having a big party in november
0: yeah big party yeah put it in your calendar and
1: hope yeah (laughs) we sent out some save the dates i said i want a really big sticker Mm -hmm. to go on the calendar so you don't forget when the invitations go out so um, i can't wait to just i'm hoping a lot of our former board members who are still alive can join us and uh, former committee members and just anyone who's you know really interested in being part of the legacy of this for the next 30 years. So you asked me what community foundations were. Yeah. So we also have to follow a set of rules and standards, like we don't just do this willy-nilly.
0: Wait a minute, there's rules? There's rules. Oh my gosh. The
1: IRS like just (laughs) has rules about stuff. All um, community foundations in the United States Mm -hmm. um, have to pass the Council on Foundations National Standards Test every three years. Right now it's up for three years. They review all of our governing documents, all of our policies and procedures, all of our fund agreements to make sure that we are above board, um, making sure our board engagement is at a high level so Mm -hmm. our board members who keep track of myself and my office staff know what we're doing. Also, that our investment committee knows what they're doing, that we've hired a, an appropriate fund advisor and all those things. So, um, we have passed that standards since 2006 Mm -hmm. when they were initiated, Mm -hmm. something we're pretty proud of too. And, um, there's a number of other candid, we go through their test every year. Also, you'll see the transparency seal at the bottom of our Mm -hmm. website page, which is jaspernewtonfoundation.org. We try to be as transparent about our granting when possible Mm -hmm. just so we can help report on the really good things happening in Indiana. So the other cool thing is Indiana Community Foundations that represent all 92 counties actually have over $3 billion with a B in assets. These are big. It is big. big. Bees
0: bigger than a million, right? Yes.
1: So we, um, Indiana is pretty amazing when it comes to that. You know, our community foundations partner in regional ways, and we are also all members of the Indiana Philanthropy Alliance, which Mm -hmm. helps support us. One other cool thing about community foundations in Indiana, we pretty much got our start because of Lilly Endowment. Um, Eli Lilly family set up their endowment with, you know, the billions of dollars they made (laughs) (laughs) in pharmaceuticals. They not only give, you know, they have a mandatory payout. It's a private family foundation, so Mm -hmm. they have a mandatory payout every year. So right now their assets are about $11 billion. So do the math. That's how much they're investing in the Indiana community annually. And community foundations are one of those vehicles to get the dollars to those communities in all the corners of Indiana. We owe them a lot for their... Well, mostly for Eli Lilly's insight or foresight, I guess, like of what the future could be if his dollars could support a network of, of foundations for good.
0: I want to back up just a second because we got you got you got excited talking about foundations and we cruise by something. Why is it important for those audits to take place by the IRS, those rules and that transparency seal? Like, why is that important?
1: It's really important because at the end of the day, community foundations exist because of the donors who want to give their funds for a particular purpose. Mm -hmm. Everything I do, everything the foundation does comes back to that donor intent. Yeah, All of it, all the time and that's why we have fund agreements for all 170 plus funds that have a purpose statement of what it's supposed to be used for because we don't have a lot of regulations we have some Mm -hmm. but for other like private foundations have far more regulation we want to be trusted Mm -hmm. so we jump through the hoops as necessary every year and and make sure that we are as transparent as possible so i always tell my board members here's the finance packet If you don't understand what the numbers mean, you should be able to ask a question and I should be able to answer it. That's how we roll here. It's not a secret. It's not rocket science either. But just making sure everyone knows what we're doing. And at the end of the day, the donor donor is king. What do you want to see in your community? And um, we are a trusted vehicle to get that done.
0: So it's just like all the money pretty much budgeted in buckets and nothing new is donated to every year or is there some things that are the same every year and some things a little bit different every year what's that look like and
1: for the most part we follow donor intent with those designated funds and Mm -hmm. whatever the fund agreement says but we do have um, a couple of uh, larger funds um, our community funds in jasper and newton counties that Mm -hmm. take on donations annually and we, that's where our community grants come from. Mm-hmm. And that, that changes every year depending on who applies. Yeah. So it could be one year, um, lots of food pantries needing equipment or, or help, uh, daycares needing assistance. Our schools have a great idea for some kind of educational programming they can't afford currently in their budget. Parks for people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just random things yeah. pop up and we try to help as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whatever, we've helped give a grant so Cameron Moberg could finish a amazing mural in demotte liver this last week yeah. so that arts and culture piece um, kind of cataloging if demotte was a tattoo it might be that mural yeah, you know yeah. with the bird feathers the cardinal feathers and the you know sunset and all the amazing things that so, are there so. so
0: actually it's a really great mural mm-hmm. it really is and it's a really good one for demotte mm-hmm. so good job cameron
1: yeah no good job demotte because yeah. the positive responses i've seen have just been amazing so yeah what a gift
0: what are you most excited about in terms of just it, it could be anything the 30th birthday the gala upcoming initiatives projects what what has you most excited about jnf right now
1: so our 30th birthday is really exciting just because it's i mean it's quite a milestone and to be able to benchmark you know that we came from a group of wide-eyed individuals wanting to make a difference to where mm-hmm. we are now but also um, I would say it's not been released yet but our driving home initiative which is coming out before the end of the year here yeah. it's going to change the way we think about grant making and we're already doing some of that right now partnering with um, Jasper County Economic Development hopefully work on a, a revolving loan fund for coming soon coming Snapping. soon yeah so that partnership has been huge looking to partner with our local school system on some mental health solutions I just I feel like this is the time where instead of the foundation waits for an application and then we give another organization money and say, go do something with it. We hope to start uh, fostering some collaborations across organizations that will actually have a way bigger impact. Sometimes I feel like we are that cartoon character with all of its fingers and toes in all the cracks in a dam. Like, so the water doesn't, and then one more thing breaks. And what if we actually fixed the leak? And then move on to something else yeah. to build together like and i always wonder about that and not that we won't still give small grants we we're going to support our food pantries we're going to mm-hmm. support our those 500 hundred dollar really awesome project ideas that some kid at the elementary school has to do something for his friends i you know to help them i we won't ever abandon that that's yeah. not what we're about but i do feel like there's opportunity here to partner in a big way to actually like move the needle on something yeah and I could be totally wrong, and I could hit my head and run into the brick wall like I expect is going to happen at some point here. But I just have high hopes for us as a community.
0: I th- I think the reality is is there are structural issues in rural communities, and there are big gaps in services and needs. While remaining true to the other things that you do, I do think that the Community Foundation, and not just ours, but in, in all of our rural communities across the state, are at least a large partner mm-hmm. in, in solving that. And it's not And it's not even just that community foundations have to do it on their own there has to be multiple organizations it has to be community foundation it has to be economic development it has to be county partners city partners mayor wood we're coming for you <laughs> it's gonna take everyone and it's also gonna take all of us thinking different and i think mm-hmm. that's what when we first talked about when you first when we first talked about driving home when before it even started when we talked i think we, we sat down in a little coffee shop and like talked about it that's was the first thing that jumped out to me is it's finally an opportunity to think different about how we fix these problems and how we fix the problems, not make them go away for five years.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's not even a problem, right? It's just like we wanna see, how do we wanna see our communities in the future? And what do we need to build to make that happen? And sometimes it is a problem, a real problem. Mm -hmm. So um, lack of, of high quality childcare seats, period
0: that's a problem.
1: It's a problem and not just for those families. It's a problem for the school, it's a problem for our employers. It's yeah. a problem. Safety, health and safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a number of things there that it addresses if we can bring those opportunities for everyone and um has a ripple effect in a number of areas. So how can we identify those things and then work together? So the other thing I hope that that JNF secretly does is by being a part of a committee or being a part of our board that we're actually building some of the best board members. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have the same board members forever because I hope that they serve us well and then learn what they can about nonprofit board service and then move on to someone else's board like yours. Um, the school board, yeah. uh, town board, town mm-hmm. council, you know, in just anything, yeah. CDC resources board member, you know, learn how to read a financial statement, learn how to read, po- you know, policies for a nonprofit, learn what it means to be a convener, you know, that, which is what we do. Sometimes we bring people to sit at a table to talk to each other, either because they won't or yeah. because they haven't met each other yet. And they have no idea that the synergy of their organizations, if they would yeah. hang out together. So I'm, I'm hoping secretly to Just help build into the adult leadership pool in our two counties for future elected officials. Like, what a better what a better education on what happens on the ground Mm -hmm. than to serve and see the needs, right? Right, see the needs and see the people who are out there working so hard to keep their communities together. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that. I can't think of a better education. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people too that have ideas about their community and. You know, love to help point people in a direction to get something done. Mm-hmm. We we aren't always the best partner for things, but I off, we often know as the foundation who that better partner might be. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think there's this idea where we all have driving lanes, but that doesn't mean sometimes they don't like overlap. We all do a, <laughs> a specific thing and have an expertise, but that doesn't mean we there isn't times where that doesn't come together for a good purpose.
1: So I'm excited to see what that this season of collaboration can bring to Jasper and Newton counties. Yeah. So. I feel like one of the other things that worked really hard in the last five years is building some of those bridges and making some of those connections, spending time getting to know. More specifically, I've had more opportunity to to be at more commissioner and council meetings in Newton County just because each county structure is different and mm-hmm. the way that they rely on services to happen is very different. Yeah. Jasper County has a lot more service organizations that fill that role, mm-hmm. Newton County does not, so they rely very heavily on their government system. and yeah. so. I'm just trying to jump in and make those connections and figure out how those systems work and, you know, where those gaps are, if we can be helpful at all. Yeah. And at the end of the day, just meeting new donors who, whether they give $25 or 25000 that we're doing good stuff together. You can learn more always at jaspernewtonfoundation.org. Our website is full. Of things yeah how to shop for swag if you're into t-shirts that say love where you live we're gonna get we're getting ready to do our 30th anniversary logo release in mm-hmm. the shop as well so we'll be able to celebrate our our 30th birthday and love where you live at the same time. Reen has worked out a deal with us that he contributes as part of the proceeds back to the community foundation, nice. uh, community funds whenever we have orders placed. So nice. even if you can't donate and you want to get a shirt, order through the, the website yeah. and a donation will come back to the foundation. That's so. awesome.
0: It's um, why love where you live. Why
1: love where you live. I don't know if this is true or true or right. This is just how my brain works. Yeah. I think that life is mostly like the office like the TV show. So it doesn't matter where you work there are certain personalities that are always there. So insert any office movie, any number of them, like there's always going to be and granted TV over exaggerates everything. So there's never really, I mean, if you really have a Michael Scott in your office, I would love to meet that person. Please invite me over. (laughs) We want to come and see what this (laughs) looks like, but there's always that those sets of personalities. So I would say that's the same thing in every community, right? Yeah. There, there are the same groups of people in every community and you're going to find them no matter where you live. Yeah. But the idea is that wherever you are, that you take, A personal responsibility for making that place better whether that's interacting with your neighbor across the street Mm -hmm. or being on the parent teacher organization or being on the school board or volunteering at the food pantry once a week I mean whatever it is you jump in and do it because a quote it's anonymous quote I don't know who said it but and I'm gonna butcher it because I have the last two times I've said it (laughs) you we vote we vote every so many years for you know, the political system Mm -hmm. or the political party we'd like to have in office. But if you volunteer, you vote every day for the kind of community you want to live in. And I just, I think it's in our hands. Mm -hmm. I think it's always in our hands. More hands make, like, work.
0: Reality is your own perception at some point, right? And, Mm -hmm. like, if you just decide you're going to love where you live, like, you just, for whatever, no matter how bad some things are, you know, how knowing it is a certain roads tore up or, you know, how frustrating it is that an elected official won't do a thing or anything ever. How you, how you approach that as someone who lives in your community, how you respond to murals going on the walls, mm-hmm. you can either say that it, it makes a town look crappy or it makes the town look like it's full of homos and Democrats, or you can love it, right? And you can embrace the life that it brings into your community. And I think... If you, I think it's a, it's a mindset of, do you want to be happy with your community? The first step in, I think the first step in like changing the things you're unhappy about are just recognizing being happy for the things that you enjoy and just adopting that mindset
1: just the, just the idea of loving where you live changes Well just think about the people in your life that you care about you mm-hmm. treat them a certain way mm-hmm. and the people you don't particularly care for you treat them another way or you don't treat them at all i mean yeah. when you love where you live it means you don't spray paint stuff yeah on late one night and ruin other people's things mm-hmm. um if you love where you live it means you go to the festival and you buy the hot dog because it's important for those things to keep happening to celebrate yeah. the culture of your community. It means you buy donuts at the homestead because you want to support their business. Yep. Yeah, it means you have patience when the road's torn up because you know now it'll be fixed for a certain number of years. They like make
0: a point to come to the farmer's market and get the asparagus or the strawberry pie yeah. or the pork or whatever it is right? that someone here in Jasper County put time into because they love where they live, right? Absolutely.
1: Like, literally, <laughs> <laughs> they farm where they live. Yeah. They grow, like, and... Um, it just, it, it, whether it's sports, whatever, Pop Warner, I don't care. However you invest, um, Little League, just that all that, it all matters. Mm -hmm.
0: If you love where you live, you're also just trying to make it what you You're trying to make your community what you see in your head. You're trying to build it into what you believe the community can be Mm -hmm. and doing that in a productive way. Why do you care?
1: Why do I care? I'm going to say thank you to my parents for that Mm -hmm. because they've been proactive in the community, whether that was a a church group when I was growing up or my dad owning, being part owner and then owning a trucking company that has been, had been in the community for over, well, since 1950 something. Mm -hmm. I mean, and employing people who live here and and making sure he took care of them. Or my grandmother who made sure that Meals on Wheels happened every week, Mm -hmm. even if she didn't have volunteers and and working with the, the hospital at the time. I think it just came from a group of people Now my mom's an educator. I I mean, like, and all the things that go along with being an educator too, like it came from a group of people that if you get up late at 10 o'clock, half the day is over (laughs) and um, there's stuff to do, so we have to get it done. But um, more importantly than that is just that there is nothing, nothing that you could possibly want to build or create or grow is impossible. If you're waiting for someone else to do it, it is. Mm -hmm. But if you do it, Like just get your hands dirty and get to work. So I just I feel I wanna live here, I wanna love this place. There's some things I wanna see here while I'm staying here. Yeah. And I'm gonna make those happen. For my kid, for my family for other families, for the other kids my daughter goes to school with. I want them to have all those things too. This
0: is all relevant because I think what we're talking about is like changing big things and Mm -hmm. big change comes from changing yourself. And there's a proverb, like an old proverb, it talks about how a young man Wanted to change the world, so he went out and tried to change the world and failed. And then as an old man, he realized that if he just as a young man changed himself, he would have changed his family. And then ch- his family would have changed their town. and The town would have changed, you know, and eventually he would have changed the world just by changing himself. And I think that's kind of what you're like, what you're saying is it just like, if you just roll your sleeves up and do the things around you, mm-hmm. then good things happen. Right.
1: We, the power to build our community to what we want it to be, like, we're the only ones who can do it. Mm hmm. There isn't anybody else to do it. And that's being a good employee wherever you work. That's being a good employer wherever you have employees, Mm -hmm. and being a good school student, and being an, an excellent educator, being a great parent, being a great homeowner, being a great renter, whatever it is, being a great city council member. Yeah. Like all those things, doing those jobs really well all has we throw all that together and the impact is huge. Yeah. So happy birthday to us. There's more confetti f- cannons in my future <laughs> because those are my new favorite things. So <laughs> look out for those.
0: Well, thanks, Bree. Thanks, everyone. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. For more information on today's topic, check out the show notes below or email us at rootsandgraffiti at jaspercountyin.com.